0: I was just about to say hey, that. Words. I realize. Yes, guys, we have Serena with us again. Hello. I'm always very, oh, we kind of go together. We have this cozy, cozy fall every, vibe. I'm sorry, every, like, so many days I have these moments where I'm like, look at their colors. <laughs> I'm sorry, for all the men watching, I'm sorry. Anyway, Johnny got the first comment. Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Hello. And hi, Joni. Hi, Joni. Hello, Lisa Lamb. Good to see you all. I am pinning something on Facebook. Good stuff. You know what? That reminds me. If you want to go ahead and share the broadcast, now's the time to do it. Perfect opportunity. It is. It is the perfect time. The perfect opportunity. And remember to to
1: comment. Let us know where you're watching from. Engage with us. Because if you are the hundredth, hundredth, that's a hard word to say. 100th, 100th comment, you get a gift card yeah, from us. So card. make sure to let us know who's watching, where you're watching from,
0: and just engage. Mm-hmm. And do we you have you give card? our family chat time. Yeah, no, yeah. Do you want a gift card? Because I think that you do. All you have to do is share and comment. Not share, comment. Comment. That's what, I, I mean, share, share too. too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. Yeah. Because your friends need to know. What's going
1: on? They need a good laugh, they need joy, and they need to know what is going on with the word part, because it's good stuff.
0: Hello, Kevin Nowicki! Hi, Kevin! Yeah, Yeah, so keep going, commenting, let us know who's watching and where you're watching from. Barrett says, hello! Hello! Deb style. Hello! Hello. Do we have questions? We do! And apparently they're random! Let's see what they are! What is question number one?
1: If you could completely get rid of one month out of the year, which month would it be and why? This one is easy for me. I've already thought through this. Really? I have What is it? This.
0: And, and comment with us. So when we're answering these questions, you answer them too. Comment your mm-hmm. answers. Mine would be January. Uh, oh,
1: that's a good is one. It? Because, well, at least for me, the weather, a lot of the weather... But he says I foresee Serena seeing January. That is very <gasps> oh, accurate. Whoa! He's funny. Yeah, for me, how I've seen January is <laughs> a lot of like grayness. It's just like very gray. Like the high of Christmas is done, and people are just kind of ready for spring. Yeah. So
0: honestly, I forgot about um, January. Like when I was yeah. thinking about the months, I'm like hmm, maybe like May or June, and then you said January, and I was like, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the weird December. It's like December number two, that's yep. just kind of more <laughs> drab, like it's, it's, it's yep. just like the whole month's just like guess what month it is, not December. <laughs> oh hi great. Jose, Jose, hi Jose. Hi Jose. He, he that is my brother-in-law, he said De- December, he said if he could get one, rid of one month it would be December because it's <laughs> Marky's Mark birthday. birthday. You want to know it's ironic? That's his month, mu- <laughs> that's his birthday, <laughs> birth month too. He's just so picking on me that he's, he's willing to get rid of his own birth month just to pick on me. That's dedication. It is.
1: Um, Barrett, I think it says she would have gotten rid of March, but that would mean that it would be Abby oh. and Pastor Nicole's birthday in that. So it's oh. not, I'm assuming, anymore. Right. Um, also, Priscilla <coughs> said she was back from Texas. She is back with us in the she Sounders. She is.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So now Barrett is saying February. That's true. February's like... Guess what month it's not still. <laughs> it's still not December. February. February is like January point two. And Valentine's Day isn't a huge holiday. It's, no, Though
1: it was mine and buddy's first day ever, so oh. kind of big deal
0: for us. Once I hit March, I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> I like this month. Although I should like all of the months and find joy like or every all month. a gift from God.
1: Onwards. Abigail says October. She does not want October. Really? I could go without October, honestly. Why? I but don't all, like the pumpkins and fun leaves and yeah. stuff. I could do that with September, but like October I feel like is a lot of like when all the creepy Halloween decorations come out. I'm not a huge oh, fan yeah, of. Yeah, that. that's
0: true. That's a good idea. Bunny one. said
1: I would say August. Interesting. That is interesting. I like I don't mind hmm. August. Yeah, I like August. Um, Who was it? Johnny said February, I think. Uh, Kevin Newicki says, I love all months. That's a good answer. Uh, Um, uh, Abby
0: says, it just feels so far from Christmas. mm -hmm. It all revolves Mm -hmm. around Christmas. William says, whoa, don't touch my month. Is that August? (laughs) Is that when his birthday is? October. October. I'm so sorry, William. So sorry. Uh Oh. I just <laughs> said, I also say October. Wow! We got some Octobers <laughs> in February, seem to be the general consensus. Yeah, interesting. August. I think we could all agree on January, though. Like, we already went there. But, like, can we all agree on that January is, like, the worst? I'm sorry if your birthday is in January, but... The no? Worst. No? Yes, well, we'll I'm agree getting yes. On this. Yes, okay! Question <laughs> number two! <laughs> Miss Jan says she loves
1: all fall months. That's a good one. Okay, if your hometown was a food, what food would it be? You're welcome. Wow. (laughs) I did not think through this question. I have not thought through this
0: one. Pastor said August. Wow, really? Okay, Okay, if my hometown was a food, what would it be? Um, it depends if we're going hometown like in New Jersey or hometown in Maine. If it's New Jersey, it would probably be like Puerto Rican rice. Like it be, <laughs> <laughs> if it's Maine, it would be like a baked potato. Like it would... Be. baked potato. That's a good one. My
1: um, hometown was very very small, one stoplight. I don't know what kind of food you would associate with that though. Pizza. No. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) William (laughs) said roadkill. What? What do you mean? Uh, William Aldridge said roadkill. Potatoes. Barrett says
1: potatoes for hers. (coughs) Miss Jan says chicken leg. (laughs) Pastor William says hot dog. (laughs) Pastor William has the best hot dogs in town. Yes, go Mm -hmm. get them. Uh, Joni says pizza and or bagels. See, pizza and bagels is a good Long Island food. Mm -hmm. Kevin
0: says Maple Muffin. Maple Muffin. That's a good one. Jose said Deer Meat. Or a Whoopie Pie. Or a Red Hot Dog. Yes. That's accurate. Tex-Mex yeah. Food
1: is from Priscilla. She is from TXS. Yes.
0: Oh, Barrett said or Humpty Dumpty Barbecue Chips. Yes. yes. Everyone in Maine knows what that is.
1: I feel like my hometown food might be like sauerkraut or something.
2: Sauerkraut. I
1: don't know why. It's so but that's what
0: comes to me. <laughs> there might be some like German heritage. I really don't know, but that's what came to mind. I keep coughing. I promise I'm not sick. I just I ran outside in the cold really fast, and my lungs are like, what did you just do? <laughs> but anyway, uh, question number three. I'm excited to do this What What is three? What's your go to dance move? And you have to demonstrate because you're on camera. Oh, I says we have, have to demonstrate. One. It's just whatever happens, <laughs> whatever comes out. What is your go to dance move?
1: My go to dance move is wearing long dresses so people can't see my legs, so I just kind of bounce. I actually do the hitch. <laughs> if you guys have seen hitch, I can demonstrate it because I hitch? can do this. Whoa, Ooh. What? So you go back and forth and you just snap as you go along. And that's the hitch. And that's all you got to do, Abby says. Just flailing around. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Buddy says, um, fun is the hitch." Wow. Oh, what are you? What's your guys' go-to dance move? Johnny's go-to dance move is I, I don't, don't dance. dance.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. I know um, Jade. Jade isn't on, but she has like the flailing arms dance. Um William says I turn into one of those parking lot guys.
0: Uh oh that's immediately. Oh that's a really parking lot guy,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um Pastor William says right foot toe tap. I don't know what that is. Oh, you tap your toe. That's a good one.
0: Mm. That's a good one.
1: Um Joni is requesting that Buddy goes on screen and does his go-to move. We are prepared. We are prepared. Come Come on.
0: You're good, buddy. You can't do it in front of the green screen. Can you try? He said it's impossible to do it in front of the green screen. Well, okay. Billy says, <laughs> Billy says that was whiter than snow. Which was, she's talking about our dancing. She said that was white. than snow. I don't deny it. I don't deny it. Pastor Nichols said Pastor, wait, no. Barrett said Pastor Cole calls it washing the dog because it's a lot of interesting hand-arm hand arm movements. Like right. that? Yeah. Like that? Isn't that kind of like washing the car? Like, you guys got the two whitest girls
1: on here for this one. Shannon <laughs> says Carlton. <laughs> <It's
0: laughs> That's like, a good one. That's something like that. Priscilla says the salsa. Oh. Jose said Marky, she danced I too. did my I just dance. Did. I don't, what, do I have, what is my go-to dance? I don't think I have one. Rachel, what is it? Sometimes I dance in the car just to make her really uncomfortable. She says, she says I don't have one. White. I just do anything. Anything that happens to my arms, I go with it.
1: Next, <laughs> we have a different question? <laughs>
0: All right. That was a weird question.
1: What would be the silliest feature of
0: your dream house? Silliest? Yeah. Silliest like a feature slide? of your dream house. An indoor slide? Oh, I was like, a bay window? <laughs> I know! That's so silly. That know, really. might be a little far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Okay, the silliest feature of your dream
2: house.
1: I would have a silliest feature. It would probably be an indoor slide.
0: Mm, would you guys have any ideas? I like the idea of an indoor slide. Okay. Um, I like the idea of an indoor pool. I like it's that. It's like dream. a home hotel. Or like an indoor hot tub. Oh, I would do that. indoor hot tub, yes. So it's, I mean, it's basically like a tub, but you know. That's not silly though. Yeah. Abby says, a hidden room so I can hide and eat as much chips and queso as possible. I like that. Johnny says, oh. a reading
1: nook. Somebody said something about a pool. I missed who it was though. Oh. William says, all of my electric, electrical outlets would double as condiment dispensers.
0: Oh, <laughs> That's pretty silly. I like where your brain's <coughs> going, though. Pastor said, slide in fireman's pole from second floor. I like that.
1: Ooh. Oh, Barrett says, we will
0: absolutely have a movie theater. Oh. That's good. Uh, Shannon says, giant teacups and teapot. Like, how giant are we talking about? Giant teapot? Like, maybe like one that you can
1: sit inside, like a teacup. Oh.
0: George, Bertha, George wants a zipline. That's
1: a good one. Wow. That's a really good one. Oh, I need to start dreaming bigger is what I'm learning from this.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us for Family Chat. Now is the time. The time is again. Now is the time to share the broadcast. If you haven't already, I'm giving you the opportunity right now like right the button is somewhere down there. You can click it right now. And once again, we have an awesome broadcast for today. We have coming up next, Food Mash. It's going to be awesome and interesting and we will see what that's going to be like. And then it's What's Good? Good News with Abby and Confessions and What's the phrase that's what's written down it's not what's the phrase what's the phrase and that's That's probably like my favorite that's a good one that's a good one yeah Mm -hmm. and then what's the word and it's going to be awesome and we will see you in just a second
3: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Food Mash, <clears throat> which isn't really Food Mash anymore. It, it's, it's it's product it testing.
0: Product Mash. Product, product mash. flavor it's, mash.
3: It's <laughs> will this interesting flavor of some item taste good? It's mash? nice
0: though. It's a little less scary. It is. it is.
3: And, and significantly less Because it's, it's, It it's is.
0: Everything that we're tasting is, is on the market and people are buying it. Someone mm-hmm. had to approve it. Someone had to approve it and someone had to well, buy it.
3: Mm-hmm. Someone exactly. had to approve candy corn and that's still a thing.
0: That is an amazing point. That's a
4: great so,
3: point.
0: Every year I try it and see if I just like it and I don't. Every no, year I try again. Every year it's a fail.
3: Anyway, <laughs> we're not taste testing candy corn today. We have Slim Jims!
0: Yay! Do they Slim have those Jim. everywhere? Does yeah. everyone um, know what that is? Every gas station yeah. in America um, has yes. a Slim Jim. Yeah, or
3: It's beef jerky, or like, kind of like a beef jerky kind of thing. Should've that kinda. apparently doesn't <gasps> that's, expire. That's cheap. Yeah. Um, that hopefully doesn't expire. Hopefully. According yeah. to Google, it doesn't expire. So
4: that's reason, what we're doing today. The reason we're saying that is because these <laughs> slipjims, all of them are expired for like
3: J- July.
4: Yeah, like since but, July. But we googled long. it,
3: and Google says that they're good for up to like a year after yeah. the expiration
4: so, date. So, we will be fine. Yeah,
3: this will be great. <laughs> It'll um, be great. But apparently, we have some interesting flavors of Slim Jims Whoa. here
0: today. Oh, yeah, they're different um, sizes.
3: Serena says, Well, oh I'm God. glad I'm not on this segment. <laughs> you so, I've
0: be. never had a Slim Jim that's not the classic one. Really? Yeah. I don't think wow. I have that either.
3: Yeah, oh. I haven't either. So, let's try this out. Um, do we oh, know what these I'm are? I'm so
0: excited. Dill yes, pickle,
4: I think we have. Dill pickle.
3: Interesting. Well,
0: <gasps> no. What?
3: We have. So, oh, so, wow. so this is what
4: we have today. Oh! Ah. What a fancy
3: picture in a shopping cart. <laughs> um, so we have dill pickle. What else do we have? Well, let's just go one at a time. It's really hot time.
4: and nacho cheese and Tabasco.
3: Praise, oh, yeah. praise God. we will put
0: up a lower third. There's a yep. lower third, okay.
4: okay.
3: Well, I think we're starting now with the dill, dill pickle. Dill pickle. Is what I've been told.
4: Oh, I drew um. the longest straw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I well think done.
4: that was on it purpose. smells like dill pickle. I it can does, confirm that
0: this is dill pickle.
3: It's a super... <clears throat>
0: not bad? No, I would probably um, like this past her cool. She loves pickle stuff. That's true.
3: Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Slim Jims is they're sweaty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
3: true. <laughs> this is a very sweaty yeah. thing.
0: Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm not ready. Not, not, that you that you, are. not that you just said that.
4: Did you
3: just say yes, you
0: are?
3: <laughs> Jay said this is a pretty picture. I so, think
4: you can taste... Is it possible for a,
0: them to be stale? Because um, you can not taste. I can very accurately taste the dill pickle. I can. And the Slim Jim.
3: Define accurately. <laughs> I can taste the tart <laughs> of the pickle my throat, flavoring. My
0: throat kind of burns. <laughs> um,
3: mixed with the, um, the chew uh, and the sweat of the Slim Jim. <laughs>
0: That's very accurate. We're <laughs> tasting the sweat, the the tart, sour, somethingness, and the definitely salty. salty. Um, it is salty. Because that's Slim Jim.
4: I was ready until you started saying sweat. it was sweaty. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, do you not have <laughs>
3: Slim Jim sweat on your fingers now? Oh no, I do. I
0: definitely Honestly, do. Honestly, it's not bad. It, I don't. It's. I don't, you got to be in the mood for it. Though I finished it. That was good.
3: And you got the longest one. I did. Well, well done. Well done, Abby. Are so, we, like,
0: ranking it or, like, saying if it's good or, I like... I think we should rank it, like we did We the should rank, rank it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep.
3: All right, so, well, so far, this is the worst.
0: <laughs> it's also the best so far. <laughs> All
3: right, let's bring best in the next one. The
0: number two... Yeah, Hot
3: Slim Jims.
0: These ones are big. I feel like I'm <laughs> eating a tree. Look,
3: notice, notice the difference in size, <laughs> if you can see that. Here, oh, I'll my gosh, here this I is... Think- Think think it's is, like
0: a
4: branch. This is it literally this looks is like a branch. branch. I think I've seen trees that were this big. Oh my gosh.
0: Like little baby birch trees.
4: This
3: is mammoth. Right. This is a mammoth. All right, let's do it. Guys, put in the comments. Do you think a hot Slim Jim will be good?
0: This one's more sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs>
3: Stop. Honestly... Oh. oh. <laughs> it's just <heavy. laughs> it is like It hit us all at the same time.
4: Wow. It just um, keeps going, it, it keeps coming. It tastes God. like a Slim Jim. <laughs> so have you seen the Hobbit and the, um, the fire-breathing dragon smell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel like him now. I feel like sure. if, if I open my mouth and breathe out,
3: I'm yeah. gonna breathe
4: fire. Well, it's see nice. here's the thing, it's this weird.
3: tastes just like a regular Slim Jim.
4: Yeah, it, doesn't it does. not taste
3: like a hot Slim Jim, it just tastes like a Slim Jim Slim Jim, and then the heat just kinda Mm -hmm. comes out of nowhere and sucker punches you in the eyeballs.
0: It's not bad, (laughs) It's it's not bad.
3: Uh, Barrett says, we're wait until so you bad. try tobacco.
0: And <laughs> then <laughs> 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 you eat Tabasco? Whoa, that's not I'm sure, what, I'm sure that'll not, sucker punch you in We're outlet. not promoting that. <laughs> that was a typo. Okay, Barrett. <laughs> that's why you always read before you post. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay, that wasn't bad. It wasn't.
3: Yeah, no, that was good. It was Actually, good. I, felt, I enjoyed that. I
4: felt the blood rush to my face as it kept getting hotter. And yeah. I like,
0: like I like hot. Like spicy things, yeah. but number two, three, I mean sp- not two. No, <laughs> number
4: little, three. I'm sweating
0: a little like the
4: out of
3: Tabasco,
0: your eyes not tobacco. Sweetie, out of my eyeballs. Oh these ones are thick too. Oh Yay, yeah, more trees.
3: I'll get you this. Why the, do you always the-
0: give me the biggest one? <laughs> because you
3: grabbed the last one. <laughs> Alright.
0: Okay, so is Tabasco
3: the- is also spicy, right? I'm
0: literally already eating it, guys.
3: Uh- <laughs> what in the world? Why did I- you get all the hot ones is the question.
0: No, it wasn't. Um, Someone set us up. I don't taste anything.
3: I taste the Tabasco for sure.
0: I don't, I don't know if I've ever really had Tabasco. Oh, yeah. it's getting spicy. I don't taste anything. I just feel spicy.
4: I, I can taste it.
3: But, like, I'm looking at it. You can kind of, it looks like they just injected it with Tabasco. Oh,
0: <laughs> it does. Oh,
4: those Doesn't back it? to back.
3: Yeah. It's, uh,
0: Again, I don't taste anything. I just feel the burn. I, I for sure
3: could taste the Tabasco in there.
0: Ah because uh,
3: Tabasco has a very interesting flavor. Serena says, so, whew. so happy I'm not on this segment.
0: Yeah. Okay. does not like that bad.
4: bad. Like, the spice <laughs> isn't that bad, but I am sweating a little.
3: William which says, normally
4: doesn't
0: happen.
3: Whew. William says, oh, so this is one of those broadcasts, Barrett.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, which one do you guys like more, the Tabasco or the...
3: Uh, I like the, uh, the, the hot, hot one better than the Tabasco. Uh,
0: <laughs> the dill pickle,
3: I think I liked less. So, in my mind, I would yeah. say it goes this way: I am... best, second best, worst.
0: Really? I thought the Tabasco I... was bad, but I what? guess
3: the dill pickle probably... was worse. <laughs> well, you thought it was worse than the Tabasco?
0: Yeah. I I'd agree. Yeah, Oh okay. two against one, you lose. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All
3: right, so so far, oh. the best one's the hot one. The second best is the Tabasco. The third best is the dill pickle.
0: I'm like breaking felt, a sweat. Did y'all feel like the hot one was spicier than the Tabasco? Yeah, yes. Actually. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. It just always went together. Ooh. All right. Okay. Last we have... one.
3: The last one. Oh, we're back to the thin ones.
0: No, nacho cheese. Hey. Oh, praise hey. God.
4: Did
3: you hear my throat? <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel like
4: this may be a little dangerous. Okay. A
3: little bit. See, I like how all throughout the Oreos, I was not a part. All throughout the uh, the fun ones.
4: But the dangerous ones. I feel like I was gone, we but then, then we jump
3: into the dangerous ones, and then here I'm back on food mash.
4: I can't taste anything.
3: Nacho cheese.
4: Yeah, my tongue I can't is kind taste of anything. Like, PTSD'd from all the spice. Nacho
3: cheese is bad.
0: <laughs> I taste Not, nothing. nothing. No, no, no. I can taste it.
3: I can just keep Jade says, do does it smell like cheese? No, it's, it smells like Slim Jim and, um, if you, and fake.
4: <laughs> it tastes, if you try to get air in your mouth, you can taste it. More. It tastes like Slim Jim
0: and carpet.
3: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, not, Kevin said Nacho nasty. <laughs> that's what we'll call this, Nacho nasty, because this um, is nasty.
0: It's just.
3: It's just awful. Jay says <laughs> <laughs> he yuck. Yeah, it's not
0: was supposed to be yuck. I was joke: works.
3: <clears throat> oh, that's bad. That's horrible. <laughs> that's worse than the dill pickle. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know about that. Wait, which the one, pickle one was, mine? was bad? I don't know. I, that was the dill pickle.
3: I'll take a bite on the other side.
0: Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no,
3: the pickles <laughs> worse. The pickles no,
0: for sure. The pickle has such a strong flavor. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, okay.
3: Hot. Was hot the best. best.
0: Tabasco. Tabasco. Tabasco.
3: Then nacho cheese. Then, then yeah,
0: yes. So basically, you need to stick with a regular Slim Jim or, <laughs> yeah, or don't hot. get the flavors. Don't get the flavors. Just avoid They're the bad. flavors and at all costs. Oh, they either taste settling. like they taste like carpet. They taste weird. Don't eat it on an empty guys. How do you know guys? what carpet tastes like? Um I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, Kevin said not. I saw something uh, at the landfill like that.
0: <laughs> Ooh, it made me like break a sweat.
3: Uh, yeah, that was I don't yeah. need to think
4: about it. I kind of mm. it's settling, guys. Yep. It's not a good
3: feeling. Well Will? you're gonna have a fun time for what's good.
0: No.
4: <laughs>
3: because <laughs> yes, now your so
0: good news coming up. Lord.
3: Now it's time for what's good. We have some good news for you today uh... and abby's gonna bring it to us it's gonna be awesome we'll see you right there for what's good
4: to What's Good. We just had a weird segment of Slim Jims, and I'm still recovering a little bit, so pardon me if there's any, like, any pauses, because that's why. (laughs) But we have some great news. First of all, we just had Thanksgiving. We just got to, I just got to eat my biggest meal of the year, and I am, I still feel it a little bit. It's great. It was wonderful, but Do you know what that means? Now that Thanksgiving is over, it's time to celebrate Christmas. Yay! whoop, whoop. we, I'm so excited. But, in the spirit of Christmas, I brought my Christmas socks. (laughs) And I realized I didn't have any Christmas socks, and I figured stockings are supposed to be socks, so that's what I did. (laughs) So, that's what we have. And I only have one because that's how it works. So my Christmas sucks, guys, to celebrate Christmas. But that's wonderful. I'm super excited about Christmas, and it's just great. So next up, on a completely... I didn't think about this when I put these in order. On a completely separate note, terrorism, guys. Um, (laughs) Terrorism. I just read a report that since twenty fourteen terrorism has decreased by fifty-nine percent. That's awesome. We have been at a constant decrease every single year. And the the countries I can feel the Slim Jims, I'm so sorry, guys. The countries that have had the most terrorism terroristic terrorism attacks have been countries that have already had, like they're at, they're already at war, like Civil War type stuff. So, we're doing great guys, we're doing great. Next up, we had a mom. There was a story of a mom, and I think we have a picture to put up. There she is. She, um, I said there she is, like I know her, I don't know her guys. But she decided that she just wanted to make people smile. So she took $600 of her hard earned money to pay for eight just completely random strangers groceries. And it was for no other reason than just to make them smile. Just because this year has been a hard year for some people and she just wanted to help them pay for groceries. And it inspired her and made her just feel so good that she's going to do it again. And she'll be hitting a Walmart near Wherever she lives, so stay tuned, guys. last up, and my most favorite story is Frankie, the traveling goat. Do you like to travel? I know I do well, I love to travel well if you if you don 't know that, then go go look at uh, what is it discovery discovery commercials there 's it's a, it's a traveling mosquito. Just go look it up. Your life will be so much better. But anyways, anyways, if you like to travel and you need someone to travel with, a good pet to travel with, it is a goat, we have found. Frankie has been to more states than I have. How that works, I don't know. She's very privileged. And she is a whole whopping 80 pounds. And she travels with her mom and dad. And she has gone literally across the country. So here's our first picture. She likes to climb on rocks. Let's go to our next one. She has been to the Grand Canyon, guys. The Grand Canyon. I don't, I don't know if you can see her, because she's kind of like the same color. Uh, she kind of blends in. But there she is at the Grand Canyon. And then we have her at the Salt Flats. She's so cute. So if you need a traveling buddy, you should get yourself a goat. That's coming directly from me, and if it turns out bad, I didn't tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been What's Good. It has been a great week, good news, and guys, I'm just, once again, I'm so excited for Christmas. It's amazing, I'm so happy. Um, maybe this is the halluc. I don't know. I, maybe, I feel the Slim Jim's kicking in, guys. Maybe that's why I'm so happy, I don't know. But it's been a good week. Send us your good news. If you have good news, good testimonies, or you just find random stories on the Internet, we want to hear from you. Send them to us, and maybe it will be on the next episode of What's Good. We love you guys, and we're on to our next segment.
1: Hello there. Welcome to Confessions. I love confessions because every one of the confessions that we have is based on the Word. And if you've listened to what, anything that Pastor Brian has been saying lately is that the Word works. So that is why we base all of our confessions in the Word. And today is Monday, so that means we get two confessions. And so before we start the first confessions, I want to read where we get our confessions from, and that's Uh, This first one is from Ephesians 1, 3, and it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So if we can put up that first confession, we will say it together. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Amen. That is straight from the word, y'all. And then, y'all, our second confession, I'm going to read from Deuteronomy 28, verse 12, because this is straight from the word. It says, the Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. So if we can put that second one up, we will say this together. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing, and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Amen. That is for you. You can say that over yourselves every day because that is God's word and his word works. All right. We'll see you guys.
3: What's up guys, Hi. welcome to What's the Phrase? I don't know why I'm inflecting my sentences like this. But, okay. you know. Well, guys, welcome to What's the Phrase. Uh, hey, guys, guess what? We just reached our 100th comment of the day. Yay! Yay. And guess who it is? It's Jade, Jade! Stallings. Good job. Well done, Jade. Jade. You got the 100th comment of the day. Good job. You know what that means? That means you get a gift card on us.
4: Yep, I'll get you. Well
3: done, Jade. All right, guys, now it's time for What's the Phrase.
1: I was literally expecting you to say now it's time for silly songs with Larry. <laughs>
4: part of the show where Larry comes out
1: and sings. But it's part it's it's what's the phrase. We're good.
3: <laughs> Everybody has a water buffalo. No. Um, so it's time for what's the phrase. Here's how this game goes. If you've ever heard of the game Mad Gap, um, that's basically what this is similar to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh! Whoa! oh. We just entered into uh, Twilight Darkness, zone. I guess. Whoa. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That was fun. Um, cool. all and right. we're back. We're <laughs> back. All right, so here's what's going on. All right, uh, we're going to put up a phrase on the screen, all right, and basically when you read it, it's going to sound like uh, gibberish, but if you read it fast enough and say it in the right way, and you say it in the right way, it's going to be, uh, it's going to make a phrase, like okay. a, a popular mm-hmm. phrase or word or sentence or something like that, yeah. all right? So, are we ready with our first phrase of the day? I'm ready. Remember guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it out loud, okay. and then you will have to try to figure it out. And everyone in the comments, we want you to participate as well, all right? So please, help these guys out, because it might take them a little bit longer, right. and your comments could help them out, all right? So
4: the trick that we found last week mm-hmm. was you just say it as fast as you can. And mm-hmm. that's when we
3: started getting it. Okay. So yeah. We took were like us
4: many weeks to figure that out. Yeah, well we were like three weeks into it before yeah.
3: we, we discovered that. But anyway. Alright, are we ready really with fast. our first mad gab? Here it is. Marthas do hurt. Marthas do hurt.
4: Marthas do Stewart. Martha Stewart. Hey. It worked. I didn't even get to say it. Martha
3: Stewart <laughs> 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 I, was just oh, lo- I was just looking and your face was just
4: like,
3: uh, <laughs> this is well not looking good. done. All right, right now it's right, one point, right. Serena. Guys. And zero point, Abigail.
4: You didn't have you to have say it that point. loud. <laughs> <laughs> OK, guys, help. Yeah. That was all a good right. one.
3: Okay. Next one, hit, hobby, call, solve, few.
4: Hit, hit hobby, call, solve, few. Hit, hobby, call, solve, few. Hit, hobby, call, solve, few.
3: <laughs>
1: His hobby oh. calls so a few. His hobby calls a few. Come on, on help, us, help us out in the comments. His, 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 hobby, his hobby calls a few. I can't even say his it, so it's like a tongue twister, twister you. too. His hobby his calls a few.
3: Yes. Oh.
1: I like how you're saying that. That was good. This is not the That was lasagna. good.
3: <laughs> All right, well done. Well, yeah. now it's one to one. Hey, you guys are doing great. All right, let's put our next one up. I'm ready. Set bacon hinge ahoy.
1: Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon. I feel like I'm speaking some Chinese or Japanese. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Why are you saying it like
3: that? Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge. Set
1: bacon. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Come on, guys. Help us out now. Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set bacon hinge ahoy.
3: Set bacon hinge ahoy. Set
1: bacon hinge ahoy. Guys. Set bacon. What's going on? Sit
3: bacon, bacon hinge ahoy. Sit bacon hinge ahoy. All right, I'm going to give you five seconds. Sit back and
1: hinge ahoy. Sit back and Sit back and
4: history? History. Enjoy. Sit back and enjoy. Sit <laughs> back and enjoy.
1: She did not actually guess that. I would like to tell you that. Set back set back back set back yes. oh. Sit back and enjoy. Sit back and enjoy? Sit back and enjoy? Yes, sit
3: back and enjoy. There you that, go. That was hard. <laughs> was it?
1: That was very yeah, that, hard. That was the most difficult.
3: All hmm. right. Well, let's j- jump into our next one. Our next one of the day says this. Heine dairy seat.
1: Heine dairy seat. Heine dairy seat. Heine dairy seat. Heine. Oh. I need the receipt. There we go. <laughs> oh. I need a receipt. I oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
3: Good job, guys. Oops, <laughs> I need a receipt. Good
1: job. <laughs> we were so close to saying it. I thought we
4: actually got it. Uh, <laughs> she, thought, <laughs> she literally thought we already said it. And
3: that's we, funny. But you had no idea had what you were saying. Had we had no idea what we were we saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right.
4: There are different accents that help you.
3: <laughs> really? We thought
4: it was British, but this one was not. British did not help
3: with this one. Interesting. It
4: was more like an Indian accent.
3: Yeah, that's true. Okay, Just well. Just try all the accents. I, so <laughs> the scoring has gotten confusing now. I've lost count. Do yeah.
4: either of us get that
3: point? No. I'm just going to say it's one to no. one.
1: <laughs> okay. I was going to say we could just compromise and I could get an extra point.
3: Ha-ha. That's, that's not how compromise works. All right. I think we have one more. <laughs> Let's put the last one up. Alfreid Hose Hoss.
1: <laughs> Alfred Hose Hoss. Alfreid Hose. Hose
3: Hey. We can call oh. that a tie.
1: I'll call that one a tie. Oh.
3: Okay. Good. Well, Well done, everyone. We did it. You did it! You did it! All right. Well, hey guys, thank you for joining us for what's the phrase? This was a lot of fun and a lot of just kind of mumbling. A lot of gibberish. I (laughs) need (laughs) a (laughs) receipt. But guys, thank you for joining us. Now we're jumping into what's the word with Pastor and Barrett. We're start guys this week. We're starting a a brand new uh, series of of teachings on five life revelations and today we're talking Mm -hmm. about the most important revelation guys so make sure you take these next few seconds like and share the broadcast because we're talking about the most important revelation that you can have in your life literally if we're talking about the most important revelation people need to hear this you need to hear this And, and someone on your friends list needs to hear this so make sure you take some time like and share this broadcast so that we can get this word out. But guys, we love you and we'll see you in just a second for What's the Word.
1: Bye. Bye.
5: Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? It's so good to be back.
6: That was like mildly gangster, quack, like, quack. what's the word? <laughs> Winky <Like>, White gangster, <laughs> Barrett, it's cool.
5: What's the word? <laughs> and uh, we just praise God for you. If you haven't shared the broadcast already, do it. Share the broadcast. <laughs> do it now. Do it. Quit playing.
6: I like the deep authority. Like, did you feel that reverberating through your computer screen, <laughs> your phone speaker? Like there's authority do it. in it. <laughs>
5: Do it. Do it. It's like uh, what is it? Shrek uh Shrek three. Do the roar. Do the roar.
6: <laughs> I, Anytime you say Shrek, I just immediately think of the one that you say all the time. Which one? The I don't I don't remember what the word is, but yeah, the I love you, Daddy. I love
5: you, Daddy. That's the same that's the same scene. Do the roar, do the roar. I love
6: you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Shrek three, but I want to watch it just Thank so I can you. get to the part that Pastor quotes all often.
5: Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's on Shrek three, so we may not <laughs> use these. I just wanted you to have them in case. you I appreciate
6: them. it. It's so. like souvenirs from the service. Yeah, I like them. I like going you back and. Have something to
5: take home with you. <laughs>
6: it's <So>. true.
5: <laughs> Where is everybody watching from? Put it in the comments right now. Quit playing. Get on it. Jeez! bum,
6: bum, bum, uh, uh, bum, uh, uh. bum, bum. Jump on it, jump, that's a great song. I know, I, I, I mean. like the beat to that. <laughs> Plus that's like the one dance I can do, because you can't really mess it up, you're just like, and then jumping and spinning, like it's not, it's not a hard one. I'm not doing it on camera right now, because it shouldn't be videotaped when I do it, but.
5: <laughs> Will somebody turn that screen so we can see it please?
6: Serena says she's watching an album or all with a very patriotic Hello, flag. Hello Serena. Hello Serena.
5: Albemarle, North Carolina, USA. Priscilla says, "I'm in Albemarle. I came back. It's Yay.
6: good. Good we, to see you. We missed Prill last week. Like we did. Prilla Prilla's laugh that she has in the sound booth, it's like it, it is. It's yeah. it was very missed last week. We're glad she's back.
5: Amen. Welcome back, Priscilla.
6: Are y'all having a good day.: Welcome
5: back. Welcome back. Welcome back. That is before your time. Yep. <laughs> As George
6: says, that would be pre-Barrett.
5: <laughs> Kevin says, he is on the way to Uwari Point. That's a very interesting way. You missed the WH in there. Uwari. We got the point. It works, though. The Uwari Point. Thank you.
6: It was on an Applebee's commercial. The Welcome.
5: Really? Mm-hmm.
6: William says, I'm watching from my own home.
5: It was uh, somewhere before the Applebee's commercial. I believe it was probably before Applebee's was invented. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back, Cotter. Um, I'm watching from my own home. You already said that.
6: <laughs> Pastor Nicole did.
5: Yeah. Well, that's what William said.
6: And then Priscilla says, only folks above 40 know that tune. Yeah, I'm, I'm not above 40. so <laughs> Johnny, um.
5: we're walking around Walmart.
6: Johnny's off work this masked
5: week. Masked or unmasked? Because they got crazy with it last week.
6: I found a Walmart that did not uh, cause us to be masked. I'll tell you Good. later, because I don't want to you know, blast it on the internet. So I'll, I'll tell you later. But I, I literally felt like I was on a secret mission sneaking into the store to, to not have a mask Check on. Check
5: this out, Walmart. <laughs> 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 I've never felt so rebellious <laughs> Christmas shopping ever. I, like. I, I I was thinking about this story again. It was like. I was walking in the airport, like five people told us where they're watching from and most of them were in this room. Where are y'all watching from? Comment,
6: comment. I'm guessing that because it's the Monday after Thanksgiving, people are able to like have it up, but maybe not comment.
5: Like, oh yeah, you're giving them a pass. I'm like, do it.
6: I should not be saving (laughs) you from the fire guys. Hear the authority and do what (laughs) pastor's saying to do.
5: (laughs) Comment. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> what voice was that one? <laughs> uh,
5: that was the thing I cast out of somebody. I was just <laughs> mocking mocking it. <laughs> yeah.
6: Pastor Nicole says, Oakboro Food Lion and the Dollar General allowed freedom. All the yeah. allowed freedom. And
5: the rolling bowl. I walked in the yes. other day. They were like completely mass free. I was like, glory to God.
6: George and I were doing drive-bys, which sounds scary. It's not. It's nice. not. We were looking in the businesses to see which ones would like we're making their people wear masks. We really just wanted to see if Planet Fitness really was making you have to wear a mask were working they? out, and they were. Um, but then we saw the that's places dangerous. of freedom.
5: That's yeah. more dangerous than the virus. Yep. Most people I know that are getting the virus, and it's not that it's not real, but most people that I know that have gotten Corona don't even really know they have it. Mhm. I mean, that's the truth. So. Yep. Yay.
6: <laughs> Johnny's quoting Shrek now, do the roar.
5: Yeah, and for older people and people with other conditions it's a serious it thing is. and they need to be protective of themselves not for the general population yep. you need to you need for it to pass through and uh for the most part but anyway not getting political or health wise but
6: that was just the free one for today just in case you wanted Michaela says, I'm watching from my car in Fairmont, Hello. West Virginia, driving but parked at the moment so I can comment.
5: <laughs> Thank Michaela, you. Michaela, you are so humble.
6: <laughs>
5: Way to submit.
6: I I love Michaela. Pull over
5: and make a comment.
6: (laughs) I will comment because Pastor told me to. It's (laughs) fine. Hold on, let me hit the rumble strip. Give me a second. She's like, like, I'm expecting
5: (laughs) grace and greater grace because I just humbled myself.
6: This is going to be the best drive ever. Yeah. Uh,
5: (laughs) Hey, so before we jump in, uh, I want to tell the story about the rebel guy. But uh, before we jump in, let me tell you what we're talking about today is probably, in my opinion, the most important revelation for a Christian ever. Yeah. Um, I've spent years on this now and I've not found a more important revelation. Uh, You need to hear this, you need uh, to share it because other people need to hear it. Uh, Everything hinges on this Mm -hmm. as a Christian. And I'm gonna tell you why this series came up, Five Revelations for Life. Uh, and for an abundant life, for overflowing life. I'm going to tell you why it came up, but that's getting ready uh, to come on. So anyway.
6: Yeah. As soon as you titled it, like, the most important revelation, I had, I had no doubt what we were talking yeah. about. Because yeah. it is. It's huge.
5: Yeah. It's huge. Well, you were here when the Lord gave it, yeah. and it changed everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. It,
6: it really did. Michaela is laughing, and she's putting some praise hands up at the fact that she will be receiving today. And your mom is watching from Rayford. Your mom. Your mom bought me soda, like the, the my oh, favorite soda. The She's, cranberry
5: garbage. Yeah,
6: the cranberry greatness. <laughs> I think that was the G word that was meant. Um yes. She gave it to me on Thanksgiving, but it was a surprise. So <laughs> George didn't give it to me until I got home. I was all excited. But That's you were not funny. a fan.
5: No, I did I was I was done with it. <laughs> I was done.
6: Yeah. I liked it. I it obviously I liked it. I said it's my favorite. But yeah, I think it's a good one. Yeah. The cranberry garbage. Serena's laughing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. It was I didn't enjoy it. Could you tell
6: no, if you could be stronger with the opinion yeah, that you're yeah. conveying, it helps. I
5: kind of am in a mood today.
6: I can see that.
5: Yeah.
6: <laughs> I'm deciding whether or not I'm supposed to bring levity to help the people or if I'm just supposed to let it roll. It's, a, it's an interesting line to be These walking. These are always
5: fun moments. <laughs> there, it's like, what's going to happen? I don't know i'm not sure this could go one way or the other and we're not sure which way it's going your go
6: prayers will determine it guys what, what are you expecting for today <laughs> apparently i went for the levity johnny said just flow. <laughs> just
5: flow. good answer johnny good answer you can tell he's been at boomerang for a while it's true just be led
6: buddy said he's glad that he's on that side of the camera while you're in this mood <laughs>
5: Yeah, cause this this always puts pressure on Buddy, cause he's like, I don't know what's about to happen, and I don't know how to react. And uh, he'll get more comfortable with it, and you're good. It's true. He's like under pressure behind the camera, like he's not even sitting up here. I can see it on his face. He's, he's like, he's hiding behind the smile uh, picture now. <laughs> the smile That's the picture. face.
2: The
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy. Uh, I was walking, talking about uh, the mask. I was walking in the airport. Some of you' have heard this, and this was right after like people started wearing it in North Carolina more mm-hmm. so months ago, probably in june and I walked by this guy in the airport and he 's got his mask on and everything and it wasn't even required, you know, it wasn't 100% yeah. required, it was just a suggestion. This guy's already got his mask on, he's got a shirt that says rebel. I'm like, Nah, <laughs> no dude, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you're not a rebel at all. Like, you need to stop wearing that shirt with your little mask on. <laughs> it made me laugh, I was I was laughing all the way to the plane.
6: Like, I was talking to George about it last week and like, I've I've genuinely been shocked at the lack of, like, the patriot spirit that I really expected yeah. to see. Like, when all this started, I was telling George, like, I, I expected, n- no, we won't go. Like, you know, that yeah. sort of fight, and it's not there. Like, I, and I'm really surprised.
5: Yeah. Well, you know something that I recognize I didn't really, I, that I really had a revelation of something um, when I was at the Minister and Leaders Conference at Dr. Rodney's. Uh, Pastor Joe Cruz got up, and he and his wife, Becky, sang. And one of the things that they sang was, uh, you know, God bless the USA. They, they did several patriotic songs. And I'm telling you that the, um, the power of God flooded yeah. that. Uh, but not just the power of God. It was like a spirit of patriotism. Yeah. That hit that place, and it I start crying immediately, and what I realized was i 've not felt this patriotism like this in a long, long time yeah. and what 's been over the last few years uh, the patriotism has been graded away, and um, you know i just didn 't realize how much you know patriotism in itself ultimately we should be more. Uh, submitted to the kingdom of God as Christians yeah, than anything else. But patriotism for your country is not a bad thing unless it supersedes what God is telling you to do. And uh, then anything that supersedes what God is telling you to do is not a good thing. But um, I was sitting there, I was like, we've lost this yeah. as a country. And it's really been graded on and, and I'm really excited to see it come back. It needs to come back. It's part. It truly is part of what makes America great and um, the globalist agenda is basically trying to strip that because as long as America is patriotic and believes in itself, they can't have a globalist, like one world government. So it stands in the way. So they've been eroding that over a period of years. And um, it's just, you know, it's not, you know, that's just the logic that's, they have an agenda. And, you know, uh, I believe that God founded this country Uh, to help be a light. And by them doing that, it takes away part of that light. And, uh, but I was so happy to feel that again. I hadn't felt that in such a long time. I literally was sitting there crying. And uh, it's the most patriotic I've felt in years and years. And it was really cool. So anyway, it's, um, It's good. That's a good thing, especially when a country is founded on God. Mm -hmm. If a country is not founded on God, then patriotism for that country can be a bad thing because the patriotism supports whatever the country is founded on. And when we're a nation founded for God and under God, um, that's a great thing. Patriotism is a good thing, and the devil would want to come against that because he wants to, you know, come against those foundations. So Anyway. Hope that helps somebody, and uh, we just welcome you to the broadcast. We're going to jump in now, talking about what's the word, and we're what we're doing this week is we're giving five life revelations that the Lord uh, has given to me over a period of years, and many of them took me years to get to. Um, but what happened? The reason these came up is my nephew uh, Bo just had a birthday. And uh, we went to, uh, we had a special event for him. And one of the things that we were supposed to do, uh, you know, cause he's moving into uh, manhood, you know, he's moving into that area. And one of the things that we were asked to do is if you wanted to say anything special to him, um, let him, you know, you can speak it to him. And so I was praying on this. I've been praying on it all year cause I've known about the event and I was praying on it all year long. What do I tell him? And I know the the greatest thing I can tell him is whatever the Lord tells me yeah. to tell him. That's what he needs now at the moment. And so I was uh, just seeking the Lord on that and praying about it, praying it out. And all of a sudden, I uh, just felt led of God uh, that the Lord said, take the greatest life revelations, like not every revelation, but specifically for A good life and an abundant life like Jesus came to give us specifically and give him the top five. Give him the top five revelations. And so that's what we're going to cover this week is those top five revelations. And they're powerful. Each one of these will completely change your life and take you to another level. And today is the most important one. And so I'm glad that you're watching with us. And uh, welcome back. I really missed you last week. Um, I was actually, I was taking motorcycle classes, something the Lord instructed me to do. And so I went through the classes, passed, even got my license already. I've already been on the road uh, by myself. And um, so I'm I'm test driving different things to see what I like. But it's something the Lord told me to do. I didn't just go do it. You know, I don't do anything really like that. But it... uh, went to do that. And so they were, it was like 20 hours of classes. <laughs> so it was a lot. And, uh, so I wasn't here, uh, last week and then Thanksgiving, but, uh, anyway, y'all did great. It was good. Amen. Yeah, that's so, good. yeah. Hallelujah. So let's jump in. So what is the most important revelation, uh, that I gave to him, the most important life revelation. And this is what I will, uh, kind of give you a brand name that we used on the series called Reset. Um, the the series was called Reset, and you can go online, you can get the notes for it, you can actually watch it. Uh, I think if you go to boomerangchurch.org, uh, the Reset, there's a link there that takes you to a link that we did on the Connection Show, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a little bit shorter version than the series we preached. But it encapsulates uh, that we're probably going to do this. Rev- we're going to do this series again uh, here shortly. I don't yeah. know exactly when because it's been a few years since I preached it, and you you need to hear it. Yeah. Um, this is for a Christian the most important revelation that I could give you because yeah. everything stems out of this. So reset is really talking about. And intimacy, there you go. Thank you for putting that up there, buddy. There's the link on Facebook. If they can uh, maybe copy and paste that and put it over on uh, YouTube and everywhere else as well. But uh, one of the things, uh, Reset is really talking about resetting back to your first love, back to an intimate fellowship with God. An intimate fellowship with God, and so one of the things that happened was um, i was i was things were going well, uh, things were going well in ministry, things were going well in life, but I just had this inside of me uh, just saying, You know what there 's more there 's more. Uh, something in my spirit was not satisfied, and I just kept hearing there 's more there 's more there 's more." and um so in that in that period of time, that was in two thousand and thirteen and uh then the Lord spoke this to me uh, because I would say my focus as a pastor in two thousand and thirteen was, you know, let me preach the best that I can let me let me preach the best that I can and so because the better I preach, and that goes back to something he told me when we started the church. Because I said, Lord, I can get involved politically. I can get involved in my community. I can, uh, you know, take up all these different, um, you know, social topics, yeah. and I can become you know, an activist almost for you in different ways. I can, you know, preach and teach on this. I can speak publicly. Um, and a lot of people feel led to go and do those things. And uh, for them, if God tells them to, then it's right. right. You know? So I, I truly believe like, you know, Dr. Luther uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, I truly believe God had him become and speak as a public figure to help bring a country fully into healing. And he was anointed to do that. He was anointed to do that. Uh, But a lot of people try to be him without the word. Right. Right. They try to do things like that without a word from God or direction. And uh, when we first started the church, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, preach the word. You know, everything came back to just preach the word, Brian, preach the word. And so that was my, you know, that was what he told me to do. So what am I doing? I'm seeking to preach the word to the best of our ability, you know, to the best of our ability. Let me preach the word. So that was a good thing to do. But the Lord always will take what you're doing and he will, uh, he'll form it and and mold it and transform you into his masterpiece and you know we can be going you know if if we're supposed to be going this direction but we're a little bit off you know going this direction just ever so slightly he'll give us course uh, correction yeah. and, and get us back this was one of those moments of course correction and he was kind of adding fine tuning what we were doing and I just had this in my spirit there's more lord what is this what is this more and he said He said to me, you can have the best preaching in the world, but without fellowship, you really don't have anything. Mm -hmm. So in other words, all preaching is designed to take people into a greater fellowship with God. In other words, become uh, more uh, enveloped in the presence of God. All preaching is designed to take us into his presence. Because if you think about it, it, you know, if we come into the presence of God, we, what are we missing? What are we lacking in his presence? Nothing. And so that intimate fellowship with his presence is where everything stems from. Right. And then he took me into John 3.16. And John 3.16, you know, most people know it, you know, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him should not perish, but have eternal life, right? And um, when I, I was reading through that for something, and I was just looking at it, and I just had the Holy Spirit go, just kind of highlight those words, eternal life. And, uh, and, and I heard the Lord say, what is that? And, and I went, well, we live eternally, yeah. and uh i you know you know it's kind of like the lord's like no that's not it that's not everything you know that's not yeah. and he was like what is that and and my thought was and and kind of i think the holy ghost prodded me wouldn't it be nice if the bible said this is eternal life and then gave the definition <laughs> and uh
6: you know god
5: <laughs> i was like yeah that would be great and then he li- he literally led me to john 17:3 and uh, let, me, let me read that to you, So just so I can give it to you exactly. So John 17, 3. So if you think about it, before we get there, what was the end game? What was the major point behind everything that Jesus did, coming to earth, becoming a man? What was everything that he did, dying on the cross, being tortured, coming back to life? What was his end game? His end game was to get you and me and everybody out there into eternal life. So then when you see that this is what Jesus died for, this is what he paid for, was for us to have eternal life, it kind of becomes really important for us to know exactly what eternal life means. And that's what the Holy Ghost was Asking me. So then I was thinking, you know, it'd be really good if the Bible just said, this is eternal life. Well, John seventeen three, This is eternal life. It's in there. <laughs> it's in there. It's, the answer's right there. And <laughs> this is eternal life. And he says, that they may know you yeah. and the, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Now, the interesting, so that sounds, cryptic almost, but the key is in the word "no." Mm-hmm. That word "no" in the Greek is like gnosis. And uh, what that means is to have an intimacy with. Yeah. So this is eternal life, to have an intimate fellowship with the Father and with the Son,
2: yeah.
5: and with the Son. An intimate fellowship to know Him. You know, and let me give you an example of this. If you went to most Christians, and I'll say I was saying this to somebody yesterday, not just not just Christians. If you went to most pastors in America, if you went to most pastors in America, and you said, "Yeah, God was talking to me the other day, and He said this, and He gave me direction on this," they would immediately label you as a weirdo, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a weirdo. But Yet yeah, you see Jesus having conversation with the Father, Adam having conversation with the Father, Enoch having conversation. Moses, you know, Enoch and Moses, they, didn't, they were under sin and didn't have Jesus. But they had a fellowship yeah. with the Father yeah. that s- surpasses most Christians today that have Jesus and yeah. have been redeemed. Yeah. We are supposed to have such an intimacy, such an intimacy. Yeah. And that was another one in Genesis four, but he said, even Cain, Mm -hmm. even Cain, a murderer without Jesus had conversations with the father, which is a major point in this, which I go back to at one point in that series. It's a major deal, you know. They had an intimacy with the Father most Christians don't have today. And you're labeled as a weirdo if you actually have a relationship with him. And yet this relationship and fellowship is exactly what Jesus died for. The whole point of him coming is so that we could have an intimate fellowship with God. And what I've learned is, over years, is that, and I'm gonna give you more to this. There's, there's a lot to this revelation, and I'm gonna show you a couple of major points about it. Not going through the whole series, but just a couple of major points on it. We need intimacy, intimate fellowship with the Father. We need intimate fellowship yeah. with God and with His Son. And um, he, he does those things through the Holy Spirit today. And uh, we have that intimacy in that way. We need that fellowship and that's what he died for. And what I've found is is this, I've come to the place where I trust more what he shows me by the Holy Spirit than what I see with my eyes. If I have a leading from the Holy Spirit, this is what I've found. Now, because of years of walking in intimacy with him, i 've found that that leading and that intimacy with him is always more true than what I can even see with my yeah. eyes uh, i 've had people stand right in my face and lie to me, and the Holy Ghost say they 're lying, and uh, there 's no proof of it, and then come to find out later that that was exactly what was happening yeah. and uh, i 've had situations that looked really bad, and the Holy Ghost say, uh, no. That's uh it's not bad, this is gonna work out. And yeah. then it works out and people are like, oh my goodness, how did you know that? Cause from intimate fellowship with yeah. him. And, uh, I've had situations that looked good and God says, this is not going to turn out well. And I would know and I'd start praying ahead of time and I'd, I'd be in a position to help because of that intimate fellowship. So your eyes can deceive you and, uh, your physical senses can deceive you because there is a uh, higher power, and a higher truth yeah. in God that can see everything. And uh, he'll tell us those things because of that intimate fellowship. Yeah.
6: Well, I mean, this this topic in particular is special to me for multiple reasons. But really, I've been here about a year, almost a year when you started um, yeah. preaching this series. I came in 2013 and pastor started sharing it in 2014. And one of the key parts of Reset is and I'm sure you're going to get into this in a minute, but it's resetting yourself back to the place when you first fell in love with God, like when you first truly had that love for God. Um, And what makes it extra special for me is when you were preaching this is when I was falling in love with my husband. I like that's I met George in the middle of this. And so for me, it's it's different for me because I, I imagine I remember the moment when George first told me he loved me, and like you, you could have told me the worst news ever, and I still would have been like, <laughs> "But yeah. George loves me. <laughs> like it's good. I don't care that the house is on fire. George loves me. Like he I he
5: loves me. I remember the he day he really loves me.
6: <laughs> My eyes were all googly-eyed for weeks. That's true. And I, it it was. It was a lot, but <laughs> it was also that way when I truly fell in love with Jesus too. Yes. Like. For for weeks. Like I would purpose myself to dig into the word and I would carve out times. I'd find those moments to seek him out. And as you were making the comparison of when you first fell in love with pastor Nicole and remembering those moments, I realized I, I haven't necessarily fallen out of love with Jesus, but in that moment it was, I've definitely stepped away from where I was at that first moment.
5: Exactly. And exactly.
6: this, like, this series is in this point, this revelation, it's huge because the moment, from the time that this series was preached until today, yeah. the entire ministry of Boomerang has changed forever. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Re- I remember before, I'd only been yeah. here a year, but before then, like, we were doing great. Like we had, we had fruit. It's not that things were going poorly, but the moment this revelation hit, everything in the ministry changed everything for the people who received it, their lives changed. Yeah, And it's, it is such a key to walking in the normalcy of God, what God calls normal. And it's something that the enemy wants to try and deceive you from. That, Like you were saying, yeah. people think you're crazy if you say, well, I talked to yeah. God today. That's and yet normal. that's exactly
5: what God wants to be normal yes. in your life. He wants yes. to have an intimacy with
6: you. He desires yeah. you. Why did yeah. the veil get torn when Jesus yeah. died? Because the separation between us and May or between us, yeah and God was forever wrenched into yeah. we had freedom, and that it's there for us and if the enemy can keep us ignorant of that yeah. fact, then he's going to block the power and the love and the wholeness that we're designed to walk in
5: yeah, yeah well, and you know when you go back to john seventeen three where it says to know him, and that word is Gnowsco is That word legitimately means like a man knows his wife. In other words, you know, now, you know, Nicole and I have been married for 21 years and there's things, I mean, she can just give me a look. I can give her a look and we know what each other's thinking. We'll answer the same way. You know, we'll be leaving a message at the same time and we'll say the same words, because we've come to know each other. Well, what if we actually become like that with God? Yeah. And all we speak is God's words because we know him. Yeah. You know, all we think are God thoughts because we know him. You know. Every action is God actions because we know him. This is growing up into the fullness of the stature yeah. of Christ, which is the main thing that needs to happen and it's the main mission of a church is to raise up believers to that so that they can be like Christ, be the hands and feet of Christ in the earth and win disciples, you know. Uh and so but we're not gonna do that unless we know him. Yeah. And we're not gonna know him unless we give ourselves to him. So for example, uh, you know, you had this series back then. Yeah. You've had this revelation, you've had this knowledge, I have too, I know my answer to this. Even having this knowledge, looking back now, have you been in and out of yes. it? Like there's been times where you've been more intimate yeah. with God and there's times when you've been less intimate. Sure. Even knowing this and so if people don't know this, they're they're never gonna be, you know, walking in in the fullness. Yeah. But even knowing it, the flesh is trying to pull us out of it because the flesh always wars against the spirit. And so the flesh is trying to keep us out of that. And that's that's the issue is we must put positive pressure towards that intimate fellowship. And. You know, before we go into this next session or the next section of it is you can look at Revelation chapter two and it'll be verse one through five. But but before we, you know, go into that, I want to talk just real quickly about the difference, uh, you know, about what is that intimate fellowship. And let's talk about relationship versus fellowship. Relationship is how do we relate to each other? How are we related? Fellowship is, do we hang out? Right. So for example, uh, the, what the Lord gave me was on like my birth certificate. On my birth certificate is listed a uh, blank for you know father and mother. And no matter what I do, you know Roger will always be my father, and Jan will always be my mother, right? That's never going to change. I don't care if we get along or not. I don't care if we like each other or not. They're my father and mother, whether I like it or not. That's how I came into being. Our relationship is father and mother and son, Mm -hmm. right? But fellowship means that we actually hang out together. We talk. Right We get to know each other, so i don't just want relationship with God, many Christians have relationship right. with God, very few have intimate fellowship with him
6: and I think the reason for that is because intimate fellowship it's it's work yeah you know it's not it's not difficult, but it's effort, it's esteem. You know, you can have relationship with your spouse, you know, you're married the same way, but there have been many times in my marriage with George where I've recognized I've stepped out of fellowship. Yeah. Like I need to step back yeah. in. And that requires effort. And it's the same way with the Lord. Like yeah. when you're saved, you're saved. Like the Lord, you can't be separated from his love, but you can be separated from intimacy with him, from fellowship yes. with him.
5: Yeah. And, and we need, we are designed to be, abide yeah. in Him, and Him to abide in us. We are designed yeah. for intimate fellowship, not just relationship.
6: You can feel it when yeah. you're
5: not. Yeah, we, and, and that's part of what we were talking about yesterday, is like you just feel like something's off. A lot of times that's because there's no intimacy with the Father. Uh, not every time, but uh, a lot of times that's what it is. It, yeah. it can be an attack or different things, but here, what will solve the attack? Yeah. Intimate fellowship, because if you're in God and he's in you and you bring a problem, an unholy problem yeah. and the issue into the presence of God, that thing's getting solved. Right. That thing's getting solved. So the answer to most things is intimate fellowship. You know, that's the answer. And God thinks so, too. So what what's one of the things that. One of the ways we can tell that we're not in full intimacy. One is we have relationship, but not fellowship, like what I just described. Mm -hmm. We're not actually hanging out a lot. We're not talking. God's not talking to me. I'm not hearing from him. I'm not getting revelation. You know, one of the fruits that we need to carry in our life is a consistent supply of revelation. That means I'm hearing from the Lord. You know, I'm hearing from him. Another thing uh, that I wrote down, three proofs of fellowship of a reset, what we're calling a reset fellowship is the presence of God, my prayers are answered, and I proclaim him. And if these things aren't happening, then we don't have intimacy of all three of them. So in other words, when I start to carry the... And when I get in intimate fellowship, I remember when we were dating, Nicole and I, um, I think it was like our first or second date, she came over to my house and we watched a movie and uh, she had on some kind of perfume and whatever, when she left uh, after, after we watched the movie, she leaves. I go back, I sit down on my couch and I lean back into my couch. Well, I, I leaned into a pillow where she had been sitting and out of the pillow that had been in her presence mm-hmm. came a puff of that perfume and i was like and then i just like got a big old goofy smile on my face cuz it made <laughs> me think of her and everything and but why did that in her presence it captured her, the essence of yeah. who she was. So we should have the presence of God that's on us. When we yeah. walk into a building or walk into a place, there should be a presence on us. You know? um, the, other, the other day, uh, I, had a, I had a moment actually Saturday of this. The Lord literally Saturday, and I, I'm not going to get into the details, but he said, I want you to go and stand next to this person. Right. And I said, okay. And I, and I, cause I know what he's talking about. Because of intimacy and fellowship, we're designed to carry right. something. He said, I want you to go stand. So, what did they do with Peter? They said, he's carrying an anointing that's overflowing, he's carrying the presence of God. Remember in Acts chapter 4, they could tell these men had been with Jesus. There was an intimate fellowship they had had. I think it's Acts 4, 13, I think. And uh, he said, these men could tell that they had been with Jesus. Even though they were uneducated, they were carrying something. They were a carrier of the presence of the Son of God. They were a carrier who was a carrier of the presence of the Father, right? And uh, so they could tell. Well, Peter was, and they said, they lined up beds within distance of his shadow because he was carrying something. He was carrying an anointing, a favor. An intimate fellowship will start to have an anointing to come in, into you. you know, uh, sitting here today is Daryl. He's been coming to the church the last couple weeks. And he's, he told me yesterday, he said, I love it when you pray for me. He's like, I just feel the, the stuff. See, that's not just me. Right. That's the presence of God flowing through to him. But we're designed to carry it as a light into the world. but it only comes through intimate fellowship, right? right? And so here, when we get in his presence, Things change, so I, you know, the other day the Lord tells me we believe, you know, we're supposed to be the reason business goes up in an area, right? Favor comes on an area because of believers that are carrying the presence because they're in intimate fellowship. We believe for years when we go into a restaurant, their business people come in because we're there, and we've watched that. And one of the greatest moments of it was. Uh, And this comes through fellowship and comes through the favor. He says, through you, the gospel in in Galatians 3.8, through you, I will bless every people group because you're blessed to be a blessing. You have the blessing of Abraham and uh, uh, in Galatians 3.8. And, and he says, basically, this is the gospel. He preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, Through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Right. right? That's what he's saying. And he's saying, Look, I'm going to bless you, and your job is to carry that blessing and even let people that don't know me be blessed so that you can point to me. Right? right? And so one time we were in traveling, it was like 2.30 in the afternoon after lunchtime. It wasn't supper yet. We walk into this restaurant. There's one other customer in there. By the time we left, there were like four seats left in the restaurant. I mean, it filled up at 2.30 in the afternoon, like this wave of favor came in there. And it was right when we were actively believing for that. I was like, look at this. You know, that's the way it's supposed to work because believers and Christians are in intimate fellowship. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. Um, and so the other day, the Lord says, "Go and stand by this person." I knew what he was doing, and, and I started praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, we were we were standing there. There was a raffle going on for a motorcycle. Right? It was a raffle. It was like a, it was at least over thirteen thousand dollar brand new motorcycle. And uh, the Lord said, "Pray for him to win." I went on a test drive and uh, came back. Guess what? He won, you know, and it was why? Because it's a present. And then afterwards I was able to say, hey, I prayed for you to win, you know, and uh, they were like, I don't know what to do with that, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. But then people heard it. It was a planting of a seed. It was a watering of the seed. Yeah. And it was letting them know God was involved in this. That's why I was there. I knew he had sent me to do something and he, he just wanted to touch that person And God said, go stand next to them and pray for them to win. And then I I come back an hour later and they had won. You know, that's his presence. His presence will be a symptom of intimate fellowship. The other thing is your prayers will be answered. He says very clearly that when you pray, you're supposed to have all of your prayers answered. It's very clear for a believer. How many people, though, are praying and they're not getting their prayers answered? or heard (laughs) or heard yeah because there's a reason they won't you know some i've heard people say well he hears all your prayers no that's not true the bible says opposite of that now some people i know what they're saying in that is like he's aware of it because he's omniscient but the prayer that's outside of faith the prayer with a bad conscience the prayer without forgiveness those things aren't heard in that way and it blocks it blocks it but in intimate fellowship you know think about this if if you're jesus today and i'm sitting here when i'm in the presence and in intimate fellowship with god and you're sitting right beside me am i going to want to ask some silly prayer that's outside of the word So first thing is my prayers become accountable, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not asking some silly thing, fleshly prayer that I would have asked in another way. No, I'm going to actually pray something that God cares about, you know, that God's into, right? The second thing is because you're sitting here, I'm in your presence. I'm in intimate fellowship. I would be, because if Jesus was sitting right here, I would be like, man, this is going to happen. Jesus is here. Yeah. Jesus is right here. I'm praying that he's right here. This is happening. My faith goes to another level. Why? Because of fellowship intimacy, right? So uh, first thing is his presence. Second thing is prayers are answered. The third thing is when you're in intimate fellowship, it's like, could you stop when you were first dating George and he told you that he loved you? Could you stop talking about George? No. No, I can tell you, no, <laughs> that's all she talked about. Why? Because I tried to do it so subtly yeah, too. <laughs> that first love yeah. caused you to proclaim yeah. his presence, prayers and a proclaiming. Yeah. You know, see, that's part of the, You look at it in the church in America today, the whole church for as a whole Has not been proclaiming because they've had no intimate fellowship with God. But when you get an intimate fellowship with God and His presence starts to saturate you. And the prayers start to happen. All of a sudden, you can't help but let me tell you about God. Let me tell you about these things.
6: Yeah. Well, and what what comes up to me is...
5: And in a second... Keep that. In yeah. a second, I'm going to tell you why this is the most important revelation, one, and yeah. I'm going to tell you what it will do for you.
6: Yeah. I, what comes up, you don't have to wait until you're cleaned up. You yes. know, that's part of what being in the presence of God does. So yes. many people don't feel worthy to be in the presence of God or even pursue intimacy with him. Cause it's like, if God only knew, he does know, yeah. <laughs> he knows all this yeah. stuff, <laughs> but he sent Jesus for you anyway. Yeah. He sent him for you right now. Like as, as you're talking, what came up to me <laughs> was how super different I was seven years ago and how being in your presence and pastor Nicole, presence. Yeah. I wasn't perfect and you saw that. I had lots of flaws. Yeah. I still have things I'm working on, but yet being with you and Pastor Nicole because of the Jesus in you. Like, yeah. Jesus has cleaned me up. Yeah. Like he's cleaned up a lot of that stuff. Yeah. As I've pursued him, being in his presence, he's the healer, yeah. he's the fixer, he's the restorer, he's the redeemer, yeah. he doesn't care. I mean, he cares about getting you to the place where you are yeah. looking and you're the reflection of him, but he cares more that you come at first. He can't yeah. fix what's not in his hands. And if we won't place ourselves in the hands of God and say, Lord, I've got flaws and I know you see them. I have things that I'm working on, but I want you. I need you. I have to have you. Yeah. I want you. Like when those start coming out, that's when God yeah. can then start bringing his, the healing yeah. power of his word. He can start washing us with yes. the water of the word. The fire of God comes in and burns out that stuff that was never meant to be there in the first place, but it comes comes. comes first through us placing ourselves willingly in His hands and saying, I I will not fear intimacy with you. That's really what it's been in the body of Christ is a fear or a lack of knowledge. Either way, that fear, it's got to go because when you recognize that the power of God was meant to save you and heal you and make you look like Jesus, talk like Jesus, smell like Jesus, think like Jesus, act like Jesus, when you realize that's what it's for, you're not going to fear it. You're going to pursue it with everything you have got.
5: That's right. That's right. And that that's just it is we need, if you've been feeling like, Lord, I know there's more. Yeah. I know there's more. There is. And I'm telling you right now, it starts yeah. in intimate fellowship. Everything stems from that. And yeah. I'm going to show that to you in the Word right now. But listen, there's more. Where are you going to get it? Where are you going to find it? in intimate fellowship with him. In intimate fellowship, in a reset fellowship with Him, that's where you're going to find the answers that your spirit is crying out for, longing for. Yeah. That's where you're going to find it. And uh, so, listen, I'm going to give you a little bit more here that's so very important. So don't don't just okay. Now I know what the answer is. What's the most important? No, you you got it. It's not okay just to have the answer of yeah. the test. It's to know it. Yeah. You know. Um, when I when I just took hear, hear this, because a lot of people, they just think if they know the answer to fill in the blank, then they're good. No, it's got to be more than head knowledge. It's got to get in you. Yeah. So hang around and let it get in you so that you can walk in those levels that God has designed you for. You were designed to walk supernaturally, but it was never designed to be outside of intimate fellowship with God. You were designed to abide. Abide in Him and Him to abide in you. And so, one of the things when I was taking the motorcycle test last week, I went to the DMV. It's a tricky test. A lot of a lot of people actually fail it. One guy told me he was like, I went, I had to go back three days and and take it. And and praise God, I passed it the first time. But it was tricky, you know. I missed I missed a couple. And uh, but here's what they did, you know. And I don't know if this was on design, but let me let me show you what happened. And this is how we have to get the word in us. The first, like, five questions, I didn't know. Yeah. And there's only 25. <laughs> and I was like.
6: May the odds ever be in your favor. Praise God
5: they had the skip button, you know, and I could put that question on the end. Yeah. But the first five, like, it had me double, you know, being double-minded about my <laughs> ability. You know, I was like, I was questioning my ability. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, man, these are tough. You know, I don't ooh. Like, if it keeps on like this, I don't think it's going to be a good day for Brian and his license, you know. And, uh, but, but then, you know, I had to trust what I knew. I had to say, okay, I don't know these 100%. I, I got an idea, but I don't know them 100%. But it, it flustered me. Well, and I don't know if they did this by design, but what it did was it made me rely on what I knew that I knew, Right? And it made me rely on that. Like, in other words, like if you can get somebody flustered, then you find out what they really have yeah. inside of them. If all I got to do is throw them a curveball, and all of a sudden they're all in their head, they they might have head knowledge, but they don't have heart knowledge. Right. And that's what the devil does. He'll throw us a curveball. So on the intimate fellowship, you don't want to be able to just fill in the answer on the test. Because what happens when when life throws a curveball at you? Right. You know, and you're not going to go back to a default that's not in your core. You've got to get an intimate fellowship, a reset fellowship in your core. Yeah. You can't just know the answer on the test. This is, this is the type of... Uh, You know, a lot of people can take tests well, but you put them out in the world, they can't do anything because they don't know the material. That's what has happened with a lot of believers is they have trivia. But they haven't allowed the truth of God's word to become who they are, right? right? To be them, to be their character. And uh, so don't just rush through and say, okay, I know the answer. This is the type of message that you want to go back to a time and again. Let it seep into you. Let it get into you where you get it. It becomes you and you become it because we're talking about the truth of the word.
6: Well, And your flesh probably won't like listening to this because, again, it's going to require This message requires an action on the end of the believer. It requires (laughs) us to make a decision. And your flesh is not going to like that because it feels... Difficult, you know. It feel to a logical mind. How can I have intimacy with God? And that's where the flesh wants to check out. Okay, I know yeah. the answer. I've got this. I, I've got it, and I'm done. Let the conviction of God and the leading of God drive you to the place. Don't cut this off yeah. just because your flesh doesn't love it or you think you've already got it. You yeah. can always know God more. You can never find the end of who He is, yeah. even if you're already tight. Ty- with him you can go yeah. deeper you can have more of him because he's unsearchable there's no end to him so don't let that the don't let pride or fear or just flesh pressure yeah. cause you to be like I'll listen later listen now let that let that just drive you keep it up put your flesh in its place and learn the key that'll change your life and i'm not just saying that for hype this will change everything in your life if you take this and make it yours
5: yeah and you you can say that from experience you've begun to live it and it's changed your life so all right two questions why do i say it's the most important revelation and two What will this do for you? Okay. All right. So let's look at Revelation chapter two and verse one. And, um, you know, I'm not, not going to spend a ton of time here. I just want you to see this. It says to the angel. So this is Jesus talking to John and giving him revelation. And he's speaking to the angel of the church at Ephesus. So here was this church in uh, the Ephesians church, Mm -hmm. right? And he's speaking to the angel to give a message to the church. And he says, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this. I know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not and you found them to be false, and you have perseverance, and you have endured from a namesake, and you have not grown weary.
6: Praise God. Man, what I'm telling you, like.
5: this is a great testimony. <laughs> There's only one thing in, in this that shows that they're off a little bit. Yeah. Right? There's only one thing in there. But this is a great testimony. I've never met a church in my lifetime where the church has not grown weary. I've never met that. Uh, you know how many people know how to test apostles. I mean, it's in the word, but I found very few have that. They're walking in revelation. They're walking in power. They have fruit in yeah. that church. So this is a good report. There's, you know, like I said, there's one word in there that shows you that they're a little bit off, right? And and I'm not going to tell you what it is. See if you can figure it out. But not right now. Right now, I want you to listen. Amen. And uh, so, here's the thing. You know, somebody heard the series, they know what it is. But here's the thing. This is a great report. Yeah. And then Jesus follows it up with this.
4: He used the
6: sandwich method. Yeah,
5: Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you're doing good. But, <laughs> he says, but I have this against you. You have left your first love.
2: Mm.
5: You've left your first love. He says, look, you're doing great, but I have this against you. Mm-hmm. In other words, all that stuff I just said Doesn't matter. does not matter for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. And he even goes on to say, and then we'll read it in a second. He even goes on to say, if you don't fix all that's great, but if you don't fix this, I'll take all that work and that church away. Mm-hmm. He said, I will remove you. Mm-hmm. These are strong words. So what I'm this is why what I'm saying to the believers is the most important revelation you can have is, because a lot of people, they count uh, what they're doing for God by their fruit. But this is a fruit that's more important than all the others. Yeah. And if you don't get this fruit right, yeah. if you don't have this fruit right, then you'll miss all the rest of them. Right. Okay. You'll miss all the other ones. And that's, that's a fruit that I've been wanting to add to our list of fruit is intimate fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so with fruit, you have winning souls, making disciples. I keep them separate uh, because a lot of people will do one or the other, but not both. They think if they're winning souls that they're making disciples, or if they think if they're making disciples, they don't have to win souls. You need to see them both as a separate fruit. When souls make disciples, they go hand in hand, but do both. Have supernatural revelation. Walk in supernatural power. Have the fruit of the Spirit in manifestation in the lives. And, but the number one is that you have intimate fellowship yeah. with God, right? So six fruits. All right, so here he says, I have this against you. You've left your first love. And so my first question was, what's that? What's the first love? I think if I asked different pastors, five different pastors, I'd probably get five different answers. What is that? And so, well, the first thing, let's just look at it. When is the first time that you were able to love? So in 1 John 4, 8, it says the first time that you're able to love is when you have received love. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you do not love you do not know God, yeah. which is the same word. You don't know him. You've not entered into fellowship with him. So before you enter into fellowship with God, you can't love. Right. So the first time, and so a lot of people are deceived. They think I'm in love with my spouse. I'm in love with my wife. If they don't know Jesus, they actually don't even have the ability right. to love them. That's what The Bible teaches that. It's very clear in 1 John 4, right? And and so one of the things that you see is the first time they actually loved was when they were born again that was and so who would be your first love it would be a love with Jesus a love with the father right that's our first love that's our very first love is a love with the Father and a love with Jesus. And it goes back to exactly what you said earlier. Like when you first started, you know, in in love with George, you thought about him all the time. You talked yeah. about him. That's the way it is with a lot of people with Jesus. As soon as they get born again, they're talking about him. They're, they're carving out time like what you said, carving out time to be with him. And then all of a sudden we leave that, yeah. you know. One of the greatest moments of revelation for me, not a good moment, but a good revelation, was Nicole and I were on a cruise for our anniversary and um, we were sitting there. she was out on the balcony of the cruise, and I was sitting in in the room, looking at her on the balcony and I just went and I just looked at her for like you know two minutes straight, which is not a real long time. But it's a little awkward if, you know, somebody was watching you, you know, stalking. Um, But I was sitting there, you know, looking at my wife. And the Holy Ghost checked me. And this is right in the middle of getting all this series. He he says, when's the last time you looked at your wife like that? And I went, oh, God, I, I, you know, God, I don't know. He's like, yeah. In other words, I hadn't taken time to carve out to just look at her, you know, take in her in that intimacy and in that fellowship, in my thoughts. I hadn't taken that time. And his point was, when's the last time you took time with me like that? You looked at me in my word. You you spent time meditating on my goodness, on my love, thanking me for the things I've done in your life. When's the last time you carved out time to look at me? which should is supposed to be all the time. Yeah. And it really convicted me. And I went, man, I need to do this more often. And I've let that motivate me since then. But he's saying, look, all this good stuff you're doing in your church, and man, this is a great list. But yeah. I have something against you. You've left your first love of me. And look at what he says beyond this, because it's, it's real. He says... But you've left your first love. Verse 5. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first. Or else I'm coming to you and I will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. Unless you repent.
4: Yeah. Who?
5: In other words, I don't care about the list of stuff you're doing in your church. I don't care about the list of stuff and how powerful and anointed you are and how called and gifted you are yeah. if you're not in intimate fellowship with me. Yeah. Because then he took me to, the, you remember uh, the very first commandment that Jesus said, this is the first and greatest commandment. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. That means everything in my being is an in intimate fellowship with the Father, mm-hmm. with Jesus. Yeah. My thoughts, my actions, everything. It, it's the way we are a lot of times when we meet our spouse. you know, Everything's about them. All day long we're thinking about them. That's the way we're supposed to be with the Father. Yeah. And that was the first and greatest commandment. Yeah. That Jesus said in the New Testament, love him with everything you have. Yeah. Love, go after him with every, what is he talking about? He's talking about intimate fellowship. And then, if you go back to the first commandment in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, the first commandment in the Ten Commandments is, you shall have no other gods before my face. Yeah. Or before me. And that word me means before my face. In other words, like uh, right here, it's God sitting there, he says, don't let anything come between your and my fellowship. Mm-hmm. And you don't let anything come between us. Mm -hmm. Don't let anything come between your face and my face. That's what God was saying. So the first commandment and the greatest that Jesus gave was love him with everything you got. And the first commandment in the Old Testament was don't let anything come between our intimacy. Mm
6: -hmm. Well, what what this reminds me of is, you know, you just had your story about Pastor Nicole Last year, year before, something like that, uh, George and I had been at a place where I, I knew I needed to do a reset between yeah. me and I. Yeah. And so I had sought wise counsel from Pastor Nicole on yeah. different things I could do to minister to him. And so I I went home, and George is very acts of service oriented. So I had, you know, I'd done the dishes and I cleaned the house and I was doing all this stuff for him for like a week straight. And we're lying, like, we're going, getting ready to go to bed. We're lying down together. And he goes, you know, I just, I don't feel connected to you. And I was like, what the crud are you talking
5: about? (laughs) You don't feel connected to
6: me. Like, I've I've served you for a week. What you talking about? And...
5: these are great moments
6: yeah they were super
5: they don't feel good
6: (laughs) no they didn't um and so i probably not so gently was like what are you talking about (laughs) and he told me he's like i he's like that's great you've been doing this stuff but i don't feel like i've had you like you've been doing this stuff but i haven't had you and i yep And I called Pastor Nicole the next day. I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) And she, you know, she brought me back to this. What's your why? Yeah. And, you know, what's your why with God? You know, you can do the things. You can read the word. You can sing the praise songs. You can pray. You can do all this stuff. But if your why isn't because I love Jesus, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. your why has to be I love God you have a story of a lady you knew who was told you she was in the word for four hours a day and yeah. yet she had done the most cruel thing you'd ever seen yeah. done to a person yeah. because her why wasn't I love God it was I'm going to do the thing I'm supposed yeah. to do and not let it change me yeah. so intimacy with God you know you can hear intimacy and you can start doing the stuff and do your work so that your thoughts can be yeah. established but let your why be because, yeah. because I love you because i want to love you because i desire to love you and i thought that was my why in my head with george but it wasn't really my why it was i wanted to do the things that would check the box of making me a good wife not giving him myself in that way and when i did that that's when stuff shifted
5: so what you can see here is that for a christian all the works amount to nothing mm-hmm. if there's not the first love yeah. intimacy. God says, I want the first love intimacy to be first, yeah. and there's a reason for it. So the second thing is, what will it do for you? And then I'm going to tell you what to do to take it to the next level. So the next thing is when you go into Acts seventeen twenty-eight, mm-hmm. why does he want you to do this. Even a buddy posted a scripture earlier that says, when you abide in me, when you're in this intimate, he said, you'll do these works and greater you'll uh, to do the works the supernatural things of God. Where will it come from? Out of intimacy with him. You know, here's the other thing in Acts 17, 28, it says in him, we live and move and have our being in him comes life to the full till it overflows. In him comes motion. I know uh, in motion, you have to have wisdom on where to go and you have to have provision to get there. So we have life to the full in him and intimate fellowship. We have life to the full in him. We have motion. We know where to go. How many people are saying Like, I just don't know what to do in him. We know that, you know, well, I know where I need to go, but I just can't get there in him. We can get there. Right. Uh, And We have our being, whatever needs to come into being in your life, it comes into being in Him, in an intimate fellowship with Him. All of it stems from that. So now, in intimacy, will come the power, the wisdom to live and do the things, the list that we're supposed to do, that produce the fruit. In him will come all of the fruit. Yeah. But if we're trying to do the fruit without him yeah. and without being in him, we're never going to be at the level that we're supposed to be. So for a believer, it's not just where God wants you to be. It's also what can you or can't you do if you're not tapped in In intimate fellowship. Mm -hmm. You will be severely limited without being connected to him in intimate fellowship. Now, part of that intimate fellowship is not just by yourself. It is that, but it's also an intimate fellowship that we have corporately. He wants you to have an intimate fellowship even in a body. Uh, But I would say if you're only having fellowship with him by yourself, you're missing it. If you're only having fellowship on Sunday morning in a body and not by yourself, you're missing it. It's designed to be a fellowship in everywhere we go, in everything that we do, both when we're alone and when we're with a corporate body, right? And so, what will intimate fellowship do? It will provide everything you ever need. Everything is found in Him, yeah. in that intimate fellowship. So, now, just looking at this, what do you do if you realize? Well, wow, in me, there's something crying for more. And I realize it's definitely, a, at least a piece of it is intimate fellowship. It's a reset in, to my first love. I need to reset myself to my first love. How do you do that? What well, tells us right there in Ephesians 2, or Revelation 2, verse 5. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen. Now, mm-hmm. I want you to see this. Remember, in other words don 't just keep going through life and not spend time meditating on what you did before, yeah. see for me, when I was repairing, you know our marriage was never rough, but we were more distant, yeah. you know, I would say about that time, we were more distant at that time than we had ever been in our marriage, and um you know it just life had happened we didn 't even realize that we were distant, and it wasn 't horrible, like where we weren 't talking, it was just we've been working hard and we had not been paying as much attention to each other. So I utilized these things to help repair Brian yeah. to be a better husband, you know? And what did I do? I remembered from where I'd fallen. So I, the Lord had me go back to when we first started dating and, my thoughts were about her all the time. What are we going to do uh, when we see each other after work? What, how can I be a blessing to her? What, what do I like about her? I just want to look at her. You know? and, and I remembered those things when we were dating. And, and that's the first step. Put it in your mind. Think on it. When you, were, when you first fell in love with Jesus, when you first got born again, and you felt that release you know, of the pressure and and you started thinking, Lord, I need to go after you, and you started gaining a hunger for Him because of what He had done in your life, and and that hunger, uh, you you remembered Him, you had Him on your heart and in your mind. It says, "Remember from where you've fallen," and I want you to see, it says, "Fallen." Yeah. So if you're not in an intimate fellowship at a God level, it's a fallen state. It's a fallen state. Don't don't. You know, make it politically correct and talk about, well, you're okay. No, it's a fallen state. Be real and let the truth set you free. We need to come back up to a higher state. Mm -hmm. We need to come back up. And then it says, so remember, remember from where you have fallen and repent. That means I need to come before God and confess it. And I need to change my heart and say, I will never do this again. And I ask you to forgive me for missing my first love. Yeah. You know, I, for leaving my first love, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. And by faith, receive forgiveness for it. But also receive a heart change to never leave that first love again. Then it says, and do the things, do the deeds that you did at first. Mm-hmm. So what you remembered... Do those things again, and you mentioned it a second ago. Proverbs sixteen three says, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. Yeah. You know, I, I know you've probably had this, I've had this, where I don't really feel like reading my Bible. What? And then, yeah, crazy. <laughs> You're a pastor, I know. But i got to do the same thing you got to do yeah. as a person with a flesh that wants to not read its Bible. Or let right? this
6: be the nap time book.
5: Yeah, yeah. So yeah it's so one of the things is you know when i 've not felt like reading my Bible, but then I do it anyway, yeah, I do it anyway, all of a sudden, after i 've started reading my Bible more i 'm like hungry for it, yeah, and so you commit your works that your thoughts might be established, in other words, as I do what i 'm supposed to do that the Bible's told me to do, my thinking will start to change towards those right things, mm-hmm. towards intimacy, towards fellowship. So he says, remember from where you've fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first or else I'm coming and I'll remove your lampstand out of its place. So it's simply a process of saying, recognizing a fallen state, Mm -hmm. remembering that what you were supposed to be doing or what you did at the first. Repent for not doing that and then do those things. Just do them. Whether you feel like it or not, do them. Same thing for a marriage. Do those yeah. things. Do those things. You know, there were times and like, I was like, I don't feel like doing, you know, this. Uh, I don't feel like treating Nicole like this. Like my flesh didn't want to. I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. You know, I think most people have those ideas and they don't want to tell anybody. But I think most people have those ideas. Yeah. I don't feel like doing this. And my flesh didn't want to do it. But I said, no, I'm going to do what love does. Yep. And I started doing those things. All of a sudden, it made it easy to love her. And I went back to that first love with her. Well, it's the same way with Jesus. You, mm-hmm. you do the things that your flesh doesn't want to do, but God says it's right to do, You know, giving unconditionally, and you'll move right back to that. Yeah. Let me read you this last definition. What is reset? What is an intimate fellowship? A reset to your first love is a continuous not choppy, a continuous heavenly spiritual fellowship with our Father. A reset, and hear this, it's not warm and fuzzies. It's not just a feeling, right? A reset's not just a feeling.
2: Yeah.
5: It's an unconditional giving back and forth between you and God. A reset is going back to our first love of God before corruption set in the, yeah. the fellowship,
2: Yeah.
5: right? And so today, I want to just invite you to reset. I want to invite you, let's walk in this first revelation that we're sharing this week. Let's walk in it. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to talk about trust and triumph, this revelation of trust and triumph. And uh, But today, I want you to say, Lord, I need to reset with you. I need to go back to reset to my first love. I need intimate fellowship because I'm designed for it. And if I don't do it, my life's not going to be what you've called it to be. I'll never hit the destiny that you want me to be. And this is more important than any other work that I do because my work is actually empowered out of my reset. My work is empowered out of my first love, out of intimate fellowship. And so today I want to reset so just pray this with me. Wherever you're at driving down the road, you know, if you're at work, shout it from the rooftops and let them wonder about you and talk about you. <laughs> and then tell them when they ask. <laughs> just say this. Say, Lord. Lord. Today. Today. I remember.
6: I remember. From where I've fallen. Where I've fallen.
5: And I I remember the things that I did at first.
6: I remember the things I did at first.
5: I remember the hunger.
6: I remember the hunger. And the
5: humility. And the humility. And the longing for you.
6: And the longing
5: for you. And Lord, even in my spirit.
6: And Lord, even in my spirit.
5: If my relationship has been good.
6: If my relationship's been good.
5: I sense that there's something higher.
6: I sense that there's something higher.
5: A purity of relationship. A
6: purity of, a purity of, fellowship, a purity of fellowship That you're, calling, that you're me to. calling me to.
5: And I repent, for, and not I being repent there.
6: for not being there.
5: Lord, I ask you to forgive me.
6: Lord, I ask you to forgive me.
5: And I repent.
6: And I repent.
5: I renew my fellowship with you.
6: I renew my fellowship through Jesus with you. Christ. Through Jesus. 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 You're
5: the lord of my life.
6: You're the lord of my life.
5: Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do.
6: Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do.
5: And I believe. And
6: I believe that
5: you died for that me. That
6: you died for me. That
5: you took my sins. That you
6: took my sins.
5: And I believe and that God brought you back to life.
6: That God brought you back to life.
5: And I will not go back to the way of sin.
6: And I won't go back to the way of sin.
5: You're my lord.
6: You're my I'll lord. I'll follow your direction. I'll follow your direction.
5: I ask you to baptize me.
6: Baptize me.
5: In the Holy Ghost.
6: In the Holy Ghost.
5: Baptize me in fire.
6: Baptize me in fire.
5: And I will do the deeds.
6: And I'll do the deeds.
5: That first love does. That
6: first love does.
5: Today I reset.
6: Today I reset. To
5: my first love.
6: To my first love.
5: I'll remember those things.
6: I'll remember those things.
5: And I'll do those things again. And
6: I'll do those things again.
5: Continuously.
6: Continuously.
5: Empowered by you.
6: Empowered by you.
5: And have intimate fellowship with you.
6: And have intimate fellowship with you.
5: To walk out.
6: To walk out
5: an eternal life.
6: An eternal life.
5: Not just talk about it.
6: Not just talk about it.
5: In Jesus name.
6: In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
5: Glory to God. If you prayed that today, I want you to send us a note. Just yeah. you can type it in here. You can go to what'sright.com and send us a message and say, "I prayed to reset to my first love today, and I really needed to do that." And the truth is, who doesn't need to do that? I needed to do yeah. that today. I wow. needed that. You know, a lot of times we need these things, and and we will not yield to the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And So. Um, this is truly a revelation that is life-changing and the most important one that a Christian can have. Amen. 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 You got anything else on that?
6: I mean, I, I do, but yeah. we'd just be here until 5 <laughs> o'clock. Like, there's go and go to the link that we put up earlier and watch yeah. the connection show series because there's so much in there, yeah like there's how to things that you can do, but you know tomorrow what what I'll leave you with is tomorrow when you wake up, not even tomorrow right now, for the rest of this day, yeah. ask God to be a part of what you're doing, yeah, you know if you're at work. Jesus, be at work with me today.
2: Yeah, you know, Jesus, be
6: on this phone call with me today. Jesus, drive with me in the car today. Like, will you please come in the car? And that may sound silly, but that's the stuff that will change things. And then remind yourself when you're praying. You know, Pastor, we have prayer points that we have at the church aside from our confessions. And that's truly what really started changing things recently for me within the last year or two is the first three are, Lord, I need you. Lord, I want you, Lord, I have to have you, and by faith, I do have you. Those are the first four. And when you're praying, start off by reminding yourself, God, I need you. I need you now. I want you now. I have to have you, and I have you. Yeah and then go into that time. Put your flesh in its place, but let Jesus truly be a part. He's not a figment of your imagination. He's here right now while yeah, we're talking that's to right. you. That's he right. He abides.
5: Amen. And we just praise God for you. And here's the other thing. If you haven't shared the broadcast already, share yeah. it, that believers, Christians, need to hear this yes. message. It will change their life. And the rest of these revelations will as well. Tomorrow, trust and triumph. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to have triumph every single time? And you're gonna like this. Amen. You know, you're gonna like it because I'm gonna show you what to do and how to walk in triumph every time. Yeah. Every time, and uh, because the Bible tells us that we can, and so uh, we do. Yeah. And <laughs> we just do, and uh, we see that all the time here. Well. And if you would like to sow today, because I know uh, some people just want to support the gospel going out. Some people, uh, they're they're like, that message was for me, and I want to sow into it. I want to praise God for that life-giving word, and I want to be a part of it. Or they want to sow a seed because they want to harvest later on. If that's you today on Facebook, you can just type in the comments Hashtag donate with the amount that's after that. You don't have to, you don't have to sew, but if you want to sow, we just make it easy for yeah. you. Or you can also go to give for givewhatsright.org. right.org. Yeah. Give www.org. It's right there on your screen. And uh, we just praise God for you. Everybody that has given and sown, Lord, we just pray right now. Lot, thank you, Father, for blessing. Every seed sown. Lord, let it supernaturally produce. Let that seed supernaturally produce and bring an abundance for every good work in their life. Lord, let it supernaturally produce. Lord, every seed in Jesus' name, let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for those that are sowing that I can see that's so awesome. Joni, we missed you. We wanted to see you so bad. I know you didn't get to make the trip, but uh, we praise God for you. And we're excited uh, for what God's going to do in your life. And uh, everyone else that's watching as well, as you apply these things, your life is going up. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.
4: And then, Well, thank
6: you so much for being on with us today. Share the yeah. broadcast. And tomorrow, make plans to be with us again. We kick off live at 1130. That's Woo-hoo. when we do our fun stuff. But if you are only able to tune in for the word, we start the word at 1215 each yeah. day. So if you can only hop on for a section of time and you get to choose what time it is, 1215 to hear the <laughs> next part of the revelations that have changed pastor's life and will change your life yeah. as you esteem them and put faith on them. Share it. Make plans to join us tomorrow. We love you. Have a great rest of your Monday and we'll see you bright and early-ish tomorrow at 1130. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day.
5: Bye guys. Love you very much.